listeners, it's Taylor. Before we kick off, we want you to know that the opinions and discussions that take place on Lace and Debauchery do not reflect the opinions of The Rip Bodice in any way. Lace and Debauchery, as a podcast, is an affiliate of The Rip Bodice, which means we can earn a commission on the books we sell during our time as podcast hosts. You can find our affiliate link to buy romance books in every episode description, as well as on our website at laceadpodcast.com slash buy. Thanks for your time, and now for some debauchery. Hell yeah! We are so excited to introduce our guest for today's episode, Claudia Tan. Claudia Tan is a new adult romance writer who graduated from Lancaster University with a BA in English Literature and History. Her massively popular Perfect series on Wattpad has accumulated over 160 million reads and nabbed the People's Choice Award in the Wadi's Awards in 2015 and 2016. The series has also been published in French by Hatchet Romans, and book two, Perfect Addiction, was released by Wattpad Books this summer. We are so, so excited for you guys to listen to this conversation. We had the absolute best time with Claudia. She is fantastic. Feel free to check out our episode description for all of the information on Claudia, links to her socials, and her book. It's amazing. All right. Love you dearly. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Hello. Hi. Thank you, Claudia, for spending your evening with us. Thank you for staying up late. I know. To talk. Anything for uh, you, girls. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We've been so excited to talk to you. We've been talking about your book all week long. Seriously. I That's did. So cool. I got a text from Piper. It said, why do I want to p- punch Beth in the throat? <laughs> and I just thought that was yes. like... A very good way to categorize just how well you wrote each character that you elicited these emotions out of us Mm -hmm. uh, right off the bat. Yeah, absolutely. I was in, I was so mad. Uh, (laughs) Oh my God. I was ready to kill them both. (laughs) So just to start to kind of give everyone like an update about who you are, how you got here. I would love to talk about how you found your love, not just for reading, but also for writing. Did you start with writing short stories or poems? Have you written since you were a kid? I know you went to college for literature and English, and you've also settled into like a really, a really good niche. And I mean, also the the fact that your success has seen like, I mean, you have readers that equal like populations of entire countries, right? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's one of the most impressive things. What brought you to it? What kind of story were you looking to tell? all that good stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I started reading when I was like maybe 11 or 12. Like I think it was during like the Hunger Games phase. Mm-hmm. Like I was super into dystopia, mad like obsessed with like dystopia at that time. Um every I knew everybody started reading around Twilight, but I was a Hunger Games girl, so I kind of started getting into it afterwards and then like I started writing really shitty dystopian stuff. Oh, um, you got to I did too. <laughs> I did too. Everyone does it. That's great. I'm not the only one. Oh my God, absolutely. Yeah. So like back then I wrote stuff, but I really wanted to share them and I had no one to share them with unless it was with like my two friends. And we had this little Facebook group where we just share stories. And so it was just like three of us. Yeah. And I wanted to find a platform where I could do that, but obviously, you know, with more people. So, and then I found Wattpad and that was like such a, 
like nice thing where you had this big community of readers and writers who are also stumbling about kind of like figuring like their own like writing process like uh, you know apart from you so like it was really nice to kind of you know post these stories there and you know have these comments come in like per chapter and have these people telling you what you should do and like whether you're doing a good job and stuff like that so it was really nice to kind of have that community and I think that kind of helped bolster my confidence as well you know with the perfect series I mean the whole perfect series was published on Wattpad before you know ever got published it's really thanks to my fans that kind of you know still have much love for it and kept it going until like you know there was a publication deal there so it's yeah it's crazy amazing and so how old were you when you started publishing the perfect series I think I was about like 16 wow yeah The stuff that I wrote at 16 was objectively bad. So truly, (laughs) congratulations on that. That is wild. Just the the amount of love and support you get, like, from these Wattpad readers. It's just insane, like, the amount of love. Yeah. Totally. Also, when people would, like, when you would write a chapter and then you would be thinking about what to write next, did you find yourself listening to the audience being like, we want to see this, we want to see that, we want to see, like this pairing yeah yeah I mean for the most part going into book one perfect illusion and perfect addiction I already had the story in mind already how I wanted it to end so I kind of roughly just followed that but there was like I know like you guys you guys are perfect addiction right so you guys have certain feelings towards a certain character named Jax yes (laughs) yeah so um yeah I mean it's on site for him yeah as I was like as I was kind of nearing the end and people were just really curious about his character they were just like "Hmm, like I know he's like a bit of a dick but like I wonder if there's more that can be said about him you know and I thought about it and I was like yeah maybe it's it's possible because when I started writing him in the in the Wattpad draft especially like I wrote him up as a straight-up villain right he was not supposed to be irredeemable at all and yet somehow people kind of was still interested in him so then I started thinking about it and I was like you know what I'm gonna write a story about him like we'll see how that goes so yeah I love an anti-hero redemption arc yeah right like the whole sequel is because of the readers like if it weren't for the idea yeah yeah that was one of my questions and I mean you answered it my question was did you go Mm -hmm. into writing this knowing that you wanted Jax to get his own love story but I had a follow-up question which was did you like writing such a villainous character (laughs) I think I really did (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame you he was fun to read listen he I hated was. him but so every chapter he would pop up I was like oh what's gonna happen yeah and yeah I, I, think I really you, did enjoy yeah you did such a great job of creating a kind of human arc to him that I wasn't expecting like spoilers for the book read the book before you listen to this episode but when he accidentally hits her during the yeah. finals and the remorse that he feels and how everyone around him anyone that was there is like we know he sucks but we also saw how awful he felt and how that was not his intention I think you did such a great job of like just planting the seed of him being a human being and not this just like evil monster yeah 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 that was awesome so was that part of the original draft or was his remorse part of the original draft or did you add that that? yeah I mean that was 
I think I was at that time, like I was already starting to kind of figure out his character. I think that was the beginning of it. I think mm-hmm. like before that, I was like, you know why he's a dick you know yeah. I don't have to explain it much further but I think at the end of the day it's still the story is still about you know this toxic relationship or this relationship that went terribly wrong right yeah. and and it's two people trying to heal in the worst possible way yeah so yeah I think I looking from that perspective I finally got to like you know get to know his character and kind of figure mm-hmm. him out yeah I mean that's one of the things I really loved about the book was the nuance that you created between like each character dynamic like mm-hmm. each time that you would have someone go speak to somebody else you would hear like a change in their in the tone that you were writing in I especially noticed it with obviously like Sienna and Kaden the tension you feel when Kaden and Jax talk or the tension you feel when Sienna and Jax are talking you literally yeah. like as we said like Beth like elicits immediate disgust when yeah. she enters the page. Every time she was like, I love him, I was like, Beth, read the room. <laughs> Beth Keep it to yourself. Not it. Um, but yeah, how did you find yourself developing dialogue? I'm always curious to ask authors this. Do you hear it in your head, like the dialogue, or do you try to think about each character before you think about how they're gonna respond? Or is it like quick in your head? I think it's like a lot of factors. I, I love writing dialogue. That's like my most favorite thing. Like it's I really good. Yeah, yeah, when I when I will like send my boyfriend chapters, I'll be like, there's no dialogue tags in it and all just dialogue. I'm sorry if that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but like, yeah, like I, I love writing dialogue first. And I, I think it's it's more like what the scene demands and what the character motivations are and where you want and where you want them to end up by the end of that scene. So like with Beth, like I knew like we all you know don't like her I totally get that but you know at the same time she she's sort of in her sister's shadow all the time Mm -hmm. and and you kind of understand how she gets to that point where she you know sleeps with her sister's boyfriend yeah Um, yeah and like it's totally I mean it's totally bad for her to do that but like you understand how how she gets there so I really I wanted her to kind of be a little bit of a villain in this book, but mm-hmm. I also wanted you to see where she's coming from and how, you know, shunned she felt by like, you know, her sister and stuff like that. And how in the end of the day, like she's also blinded by Jack, just like how Sienna is. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. And kind of unraveling that and making her realize that by the end of the book. Yeah. Yeah. The the family dynamics are so complicated. And I think it's fascinating what you said about Beth, because I think that is how Sienna feels for so much of the book. She's like, well, yeah. Beth is the golden child. Like nothing I do is going to be right. But yeah. then from Beth's perspective, she's like, well, I'm not Sienna. So nothing like in my eyes, nothing I do is going to be right. But yeah. did you have the family dynamic? Was that something that was apparent to you from the beginning? Or did that family dynamic kind of grow while you were writing? I think it it definitely was something that I wanted to explore because I feel like it it kind of lends into Sienna's character and why she is the way she is as well. Mm-hmm. Like she has she has suffered so much betrayal, um, you know, not only because of her ex-boyfriend, but also from her family. And yeah. I, I just not willing 
to forgive like there's and her family kind of doesn't let her as well because they keep doing the same mistakes over and over again so you kind of see why she is like that right yeah I was so frustrated with um her dad for most of the book because I was like dude I was like you are so critical and for what I was like take a beat I feel like accurate and grounded it wasn't like every character I mean even Jax like even though Jax I feel like is the biggest villain in the book he still feels human and normal and I think you do such a good job in every character making them multifaceted and making them human rather than just like these caricatures of people in a family yeah thank you like like an evil stepmother or an evil father or an evil sister yeah that it's like it is a lot you yeah you bring that nuance really well you're stewing about one thing and then you flip the page and then you're like oh wait now I gotta be distracted because I'm stewing about this other thing now it's like (laughs) because Jax is here now he always shows up why (laughs) yeah exactly but yeah I wanted like I wanted to talk to you about like the level of angst that you create Mm -hmm. Uh, throughout the novel and how you let it build slowly over time because you have these like super normal scenes right and then there's this like underlying tension where you're like oh my god but like and I also feel like you've like gone across the genre like genres that you see in like romances like it's like a sports drama it's a family drama it's a love story like it's got all of these elements right you talk about their conflict really well like having it be internal and then also having these external forces that are kind of like preventing them from just being able to like live a normal happy in love life did you find yourself coming up with ways to torment your characters like is like (laughs) respectfully i love it it gives you it gives you that need to flip the page absolutely time it gives it like it makes you crave like figuring out what's gonna happen next do you like more writing more internal conflict like oh i'm just like i'm in my own world and i'm stewing and i am you know (laughs) angsty and whatever or do you like those external things where it's like okay there's this little fight that's gonna happen yeah I mean I love my melodrama definitely I think (laughs) this with this book though like I think it's it's so angsty because it's about female rage and it's about you know namely Sienna's rage right and absolutely I think we don't see that a lot or at least it's kind of villainized in the genre I think that was where I was coming from when I was writing this book like I wanted to I was so tired of all these dainty like female characters you know in all these sports romances and they're they're kind of like a side piece to like the the guy the main guy that needs to defeat the bad the bad guy so she's his trainer rather than he's her trainer I really liked that she was in that kind of position rather than the guy because like I mean it's so interesting to explore and yeah like I really do like writing from her perspective perspective because she's just so unhinged sometimes and I feel like that's most of us anyway one right percent our our thoughts are not just like collected like most of these um female characters that you read in books like you know sometimes you're just you just want to be crazy right sometimes you're just you know so full of emotion that you just want to like rant and you want to like let it out so I really enjoyed writing from her perspective in that sense where, you know, I could just go whatever wherever I want with her. And yeah, especially that scene where she's at the wedding and, you know, Caden and Jax are like doing the brawl. She she doesn't want to step in and she's like, you know, what if I just 
let this happen, you know, yeah. <laughs> I would get everything I want, right? Like, yeah. and that's not something like you will want to admit as the hero of the of the book, right? Yeah, yeah. Where exactly. she's like, yeah, let me let me stand back and let this descend into madness. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. these two idiots beat the shit out of each other. It's chaotic, also, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's also kind of empowering in a way yeah. where like, cause like you said, like this is all, like there is a lot of elements of like female rage and like, being able to display emotions as a woman. And there is something empowering about having the ranting and the raving and everything. And then mm -hmm. equally powerful is the opposite side where she's like, not my problem. Not yeah, exactly. my circus. <laughs> not a problem <laughs> yeah and i feel like one of the reasons we all read romance is because we want to see ourselves in the books and it's yeah. <clears throat> it's so helpful to see the uglier side of yeah. people because we all have that and we all are motivated by our own wants and needs and so to have that vocalized and to have her be okay with being angry but then by the end of the book coming to terms with the fact that like if she continues to hold on to this anger it will impact yeah. the rest of her life i think that that is something that we all deal with especially as young women like growing up like okay at some yeah. point i am going to have to let all this anger about growing up as a woman go and try to yeah. live my life yeah. as best i can and in that vein who was your favorite person to write when you were writing this out Ooh, i think hmm, it's really hard i love That's like i yeah i mean i do love sienna i think i just love being in her head too. Because mm -hmm. I can just like run loose with whatever like crazy thing she decides to do. I feel like I have a lot of like repressed emotions that I feel like I could just let out onto the page mm -hmm. via Sienna, which is why she is my favorite character to write. But also um, I find myself loving Jax as well, like in the sequel. I think he's just like, he's also an instrument of chaos in that, in that, in the sequel as well. So it's really fun for him to kind of be that kind of Lucifer type archetype where he's just like... Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna like do whatever I want <laughs> and, and let like, it all I burn care. around me. Yeah. <laughs> I also think Beth is such a fascinating character. And wait, I had a question about Beth. Where did it go? Yeah, Piper, um, Piper and Beth. I heard a lot about <laughs> this. We heard a lot. We talked a lot about Beth. But yeah, I was struggling to have any. I wrote this question while I was reading, but I was I'm struggling to have a lot of sympathy for Beth. Um, and her actions. I don't know if you've read Love on the Brain by Hazelwood I yet. Not, but I heard good things about it. Yeah, there is a similar storyline in okay. Love on the Brain. Um, and I think it. I just want to talk to you more about the way that the jealousy that women have for each other leads to them harming each other yeah and you just you write these complex women in ways that made me want to punch them but also understand their situations and yeah. i don't really have a question here but i also think that it is interesting to see the way that we treat women who are involved in affairs rather than men it's so much easier to villainize the woman as like the mistress the other woman like we have all these words for it but then like we don't yeah. have words for men who cheat i totally get thoughts. that because i remember writing this on wattpad and people you know like i said like people kind of find jacks fascinating but like on the other hand they really hate beth but they both did the same thing right they committed exactly. the same act of betrayal and i guess you can argue that with beth is worse because you know she's her sister and that's on another level right that betrayals on another level but still it's kind of like i see the double standard there and i think that's mm -hmm. why like i didn't want to make her like i wanted i wanted a sort of redemption art from her from her as well and Absolutely. her to seek forgiveness and feeling remorseful 
and yeah like you kind of see her and you kind of you you kind of also feel a little bad for her because you know that she's going down the same road that Sienna was going through with, when she was with Jax and everyone has been I think you can relate to her in a sense where you know everybody's been in that situation where it's like I love him I can't let him go right like there's no way yeah and everyone around you's yeah. like just let him go <laughs> yeah exactly. it's not worth it <laughs> but also yeah. when the apology and the forgiveness came toward the end of the book with Beth and with Sienna it felt relieving for the audience yeah. it wasn't like oh come on Sienna like don't be stupid don't yeah. do this absolutely it yeah. was like when she apologized and she accepted her apology it was like oh god thank god <laughs> yeah like what a relief but, yeah. I mean they did an unforgivable thing right but then like you learn motivations reasons all of these things and it doesn't negate the fact that this horrible act of betrayal is like really what set off the whole entire plot for everything Mm -hmm. that was to come but at the end you wanted both of them both Jax and Beth to seek forgiveness altruistically and then once it's achieved especially for Beth it is like okay all can maybe all can be right in this world and and I feel like it's a perfect foil to the third act breakup. Piper's least favorite thing in the whole world is the third act <laughs> I hate the third act breakup. I feel you. So much. It, they stress me out to no end. But yeah. I will say that I felt like the third act breakup in this book was completely necessary. Yeah. And by the time it happened, I was like, you know what? This is probably a good thing. But was it hard for you to write them broken up? Were you relieved when they finally got back together? Like, what was that process like for you? Yeah, I mean, like, I I love writing Sienna and Caden scenes, so that was really heartbreaking to to kind of write, but I yeah. felt like it was necessary, because I think with, with Sienna and Jax, you know, they let, they let such, their romance kind of fester so terribly to the point where, you know, like, the cheating happened and stuff like that, and... And I just knew that I didn't want her to repeat the same mistakes mm-hmm. um, as what she did with her previous relationship. And I think just because Caden as well, like he has a lot of stuff that he has to deal with and you, you like you read about his his trauma, you know, and it's so sad. And but you, yeah. you also know that he never got over it and the way that he dealt with it wasn't healthy either. So both like of them, like, I mean, sorry, Sienna and Caden kind of, like having to break up was a necessary thing for them to grow in order for for them to be together. Yeah, because I don't, I don't, I don't think I believe that when when there's so much like stuff that you have to go through yourself, like and it, it you know becomes you know detrimental to your relationship. I don't think you should stay together um, to work that out. No, <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. I, yeah. Because that's what happens, right? It's like what you said. It's like you let that fester and then it just yeah. leads to terrible things happening yeah. uh, to you. Like you end up doing things that you're probably not proud of. It was It was great too that like it was, what was it? It was four months after Yeah, is what is the time that they spent apart. Yeah. Um, highly necessary. Yeah. I felt like, <laughs> and also like it was a way where like, I mean, maybe it's because it's a romance, maybe because we all know that it's going to end happy for them both. Yeah. That, like when you flip the page to go into that four months later, you're like, oh, I wonder how this is going to come about that they're going to end up like reuniting. Yeah. I would love to talk about Caden a little bit more. As much as Sienna has this like repressed rage, I feel like Caden is also a good example of that because he kind yeah. of is like aloof and you know that he's willing to fight and so the whole time you know that he's like willing to access this rage that exists within him yeah and then when it comes to the fight he's like i'm not throwing any punches 
He's like, yeah. I don't want to do this. I don't want to yeah. do this. And I felt like that was such a good moment. It was so satisfying. Like he could <laughs> beat the shit out of this guy who like ruined Santa's <laughs> life. But they yeah. both realized that they don't need, they don't need that violence mm-hmm. to yeah. exist for them to move forward. And yeah. of course, obviously Jack's being Jack's doesn't yeah. let that situation unfold. Yeah. I also love that Jack's or not Jack's. Caden found his self-worth kind of, and he was like, no, 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 I'm not going to do this for Sienna because he's like, I realize that this is toxic and this is her fight. It's not my fight. And I love this woman. So I'm not going to feed into her toxicity. (laughs) I mean, I always wanted for him to throw that fight because with Caden, like, like you said, like that was the point in time where I feel like he wanted to kind of grow as well. He's like, you know Mm -hmm. what? I'm not doing this, right? Like I'm not doing this for myself or for Sienna. Like I, I want to protect her and I don't need this anymore. Yeah. And I think he he really does try to to change and obviously that goes south for him. Yeah. Um yeah, so yeah, he is a selfless person, you know? Mm-hmm. He's not only doing this for himself, he's doing it for Sienna as well. And like, you know, the moment he came as she came into his life, it's like all he thinks about and I think that's also something that um he needs to go out of as well like which is why they needed that breakup I was like okay sometimes I need to think I need to think about myself and I need to mm-hmm. you know, reflect on the stuff that happened to me and come back to the woman that I love also <laughs> this is well back to the MMA and I know nothing yeah. about MMA and fighting mm-hmm. but the fight scenes were so good and do you have you, you know. done MMA before were you I have not oh wow yeah. okay cool I have absolutely not done any MMA at all going into this was actually really terrifying for me like I <laughs> yeah. never wanted to do MMA so I me and my I only consulted uh I, I did consult my boyfriend and I also consulted an MMA trainer as well to kind oh, of amazing. Oh. kind of get the technical aspects correct because I didn't want I I wanted it to be realistic and I I didn't want it to feel like oh if someone who kind of knew like MMA like read this and be like this is bullshit yeah to be like this is not even close to correct it's so embarrassing and I definitely wanted to keep the integrity of the sport inside as well so you do kind of learn a a little bit of like the sport absolutely yeah did you know you wanted to do, you wanted to make it an MMA story from the get-go? Because, I mean, like, it it is the perfect sport for the story that you're telling as well. Yeah. Like, if they were playing hockey or anything else and they had this yeah. level of rage, I'd be like, yeah. take go run a lap. Yeah, like, seriously. Something, <laughs> something yeah, so I mean, tactile about mm-hmm. punching someone in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the original Wattpad version, funny enough, wasn't, wasn't really MMA. It was, it was kickboxing though. It was, it was boxing. And I felt like, yeah, like it would be nice to kind of have, you know, throw punches and stuff, but I really wanted it to be more dynamic, like the fighting to be more dynamic. So you can legs, you can kick and you can throw stuff and all that kind of stuff. So I changed it to MMA when, when I was publishing it, just cause you know, there's so much more you can do with it. It's so versatile, the sport there's so many, there's, you know, there's boxing, there's Muay Thai, there's like all these different yeah. different aspects of MMA. That's like so crazy. And it's also like, su- which makes it super impressive as well for Sienna to, to be an MMA trainer at her exactly. age. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so it makes her more badass. I feel. Yeah. And it's also so sexy too like it leads to like the best tension I feel like between Katie and Sienna and I was reading (laughs) I'm trying to work out more and 
So the other morning before work, I went to the gym and I brought the book with me so that yeah. I could oh my God. read yeah. while I was walking on the treadmill. And I was like, Piper, you just have to walk for 20 minutes. Like just walk for 20 minutes. And then I got to the chapter where they finally have sex. And yeah. I looked up and it had been 20 minutes. Oh my I, like I had no idea how much time had passed because I was yeah. so engrossed in the book. <laughs> but yeah, the way that you do a slow burn too, I was like, I was losing my shit. I was like, I need them to get together now yeah. or I will die. To be honest, I didn't intend for it to be that much of a slow burn. I think uh-huh. it was just because there's so much drama going on as well, like externally, that Absolutely. kind of hinders the, you know, the, the will day, won't day as well and yes. it kind of unintentionally made it a slow burn but I think like for the better as well like yeah <laughs> I also think that in contemporary romances we lose I feel like the jobs of the people in contemporary romances fall second to the love story a lot of times so it's mm-hmm. like you'll be like oh she's a marketing exec yeah but like you don't really talk about it or whatever you know like whatever job yeah. she has comes second to the romance because that is I mean, it's also a romance novel. It's the main focus. Yeah. But I feel like you do such a good job. Like her identity is so interwoven in MMA and Caden's is and Jax's is like it all is so tied up in their profession. So you you find that balance. Was it hard to find the balance between like writing the exterior drama and focusing on the love story? I think like I don't think it was that hard because there are definitely scenes where it's just like, you know, the family melodrama and Mm. there's like the romance and stuff like that. It was nice to kind of bounce back and forth between both because it felt like you were having a break from either one. Yeah. So you like have the romance and then, oh, we need to check in on like what happens with Allison and the dad and then it'll jump back. So it's kind of like it was seamless in that sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's also how life feels like it's very rare that like you're focusing on one aspect of your life being absolutely chaotic. It's it's like, you know, it's usually a perfect storm where everything is chaos all at once. Yeah. I also feel like you did a great job balancing both the storylines of it being a love story and then it also being like, not, I don't want to say like a story about revenge because I don't feel like that's what this is. Did you want this to kind of like, did you want to touch on these like themes of revenge and justice? That was definitely going into it. That was definitely one of the main themes that I wanted to explore. I think that's why the climactic, you know, scene unravels the way it does, you know, mm-hmm. like if she gets what she wants, I think she would not only lose, you know, herself, but she loses everyone around her, right? So, like, I wanted to tap into that and see how that would, you know, destroy her. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it kind of does. It it blows up on her face. (laughs) Yeah, literally. (laughs) Literally on her face. You (laughs) mentioned Allison, and I wanted to talk about her a little bit. I loved her. I I loved her. (laughs) I absolutely loved her because I also was like very much in Sienna's camp. And I think because we're in her head, it makes sense. But like at that first dinner where you meet Allison, I was like, oh my God. I was like, another one? Like, we cannot do another wife, please. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. And then just in her kind of perseverance and her seeking out a relationship with Sienna, it was just so wonderful. And it was like the first instance of an adult acting like an adult in the book, I think. I mean, like, you have Julian, too. 
but yeah. it was such a relief to know that like and i know that her dad absolutely loves her and cares about her but it was yeah. so nice to see an adult and a parental figure like in her corner in that way and yeah and one of her. the women in yes. like one of your female characters in this novel yeah, being like exactly. the most down-to-earth grounded character mm -hmm. in the whole yeah. thing yeah i mean with elsa i definitely didn't want her to fall into that category of like the evil stepmom or mm -hmm. like you know so like it was really nice to kind of explore a healthy family relationship um yeah. that was successful like that she genuinely like you know adores i wish we could explore that more one of my last questions for you actually like this is wow seriously flying by um but there is so much grief in this story and yeah. The way that when Caden takes um, Sienna to his sister's gravestone and she just talks about standing next to him while he cries and while he talks to her. I have had so many people around me die in the past like three years and I've found that the best way to help people who are grieving is doing exactly what Sienna did and yeah. supporting them and bearing witness to their pain and like just doing the best you can. Yeah. Have you dealt with that grief or helped people through that grief and how was it writing that? Yeah, I mean, I definitely experienced grief in my life and I always hate it when people like try to, you know, try to, I don't know how to say it, like smother you with mm -hmm. like love or, or whatever. I mean, and they're, they're usually, they come with good intentions. But, yeah, but it's they're like, like I need that space, right? Absolutely. Or if they're like, yeah. everything happens for a reason, like they're trying yeah, to like. Yeah, I hate those cliches. Like, oh, uh, it's like, no. Leave me alone. Nothing's going to be okay. Don't try to like, yeah. you know, give me all that wishy-washy stuff. Like, I know. And like, let's just be real here. I think it's just because it's more realistic to kind of give people their space to grieve, you know, rather than like, do you need anything? Like, or whatever. And yeah I think Sienna chose the more mature thing to do in that situation where mm -hmm. she's like I cannot say anything that will make him feel better because the tragedy is just so immense that there's nothing yes. I can do about it so I just want to let him you know cry and just you know be silently there for him yeah absolutely it's you yeah you handled these like really tough themes really well and I know like you know I always credit I grew up reading like the Hunger Games too I think the whole franchise does a yeah. great job like the whole basis of it is grief I mean it's why her yeah. mother it's why Katniss's mother can't cope with the death of her father yeah it's why Katniss I mean like Prim dying in the end is like the ultimate grief her trying yeah. to save her from the very beginning and her dying anyway as if the whole thing was moot Hunger Games is what got me same with you like that yeah. and I think are we at the same age do you mind me asking I won't put this I'm on 24. the 24 24 oh my god you're a baby amazing <laughs> that's crazy because you said you were like 10 and I was like I was like 16 but um but I, I might have been older I can't even remember anymore no, I know at this point I know it was like Twilight Hunger Games like Divergent right? Apple thing and it was over yeah. for me um <laughs> but you know with like starting with that and then you know deciding that like you want to write and everything like do you see fantasy in your future of writing is that like something that you would like touch on because I know like obviously when you write a fantasy world you have all of these like big themes like really at your disposal to use in any capacity that you yeah. want like do you yeah. see yourself still writing contemporaries going forward or do you want to like touch on like 
erotic fantasy or like anything like that yeah I mean I definitely do want to explore like um maybe paranormal romance or like I feel like it's coming back in a slow way so like oh yeah how it goes I feel like dystopia is kind of coming back yeah which I love like five paranormals yesterday at the store they're good I bought like three shifter romances and like a elf romance that sounds okay. like Fae, I said, Fae romance is a big thing now isn't it yeah so, yeah <laughs> I, when I said elf I, I pictured like a gnome and it's not like it's not like Christmas <laughs> not elf. doing like, it for you no it's really not um but I'm excited to read the book but yeah yeah like so, really making it come back because I think every the the generation that was reading these books is now publishing yeah well that was my question I, that's a good oh. point yeah yeah no this is it absolutely is and like loving something is like 50 percent nostalgia like yeah absolutely it's why we can turn on the twilight movies even though they're bad yeah and you still have like something there to be like yeah i love it so much oh my gosh someone came in romance is coming back too so oh yeah i'm so i'm i can't complain But like, I know, like, it's like definitely more mature as well. Like there's Mm -hmm. a lot of like sexy stuff going on. Like, yeah, I I love that. Um, I mean, I was definitely very much like a repressed kid, like reading all these books and Mm -hmm. it's like all young adults. It's like, where's the steam, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I was like a teenager not realizing like what I wanted, but I was like, I need them to kiss more. I can't wait to read more of your work and to see where you go and what you do and the more, like how, what you decide to write next. Cause Jax's story isn't out yet, right? No, it's not. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, he goes through a lot. (laughs) We have to, we have to put him through a lot. Yeah, I do. do. Yeah, (laughs) I really hope that like there is, I'm just very excited for like a woman who, well, you, this is in your bio, but like when you're not writing about like, what was it like? big men and like the women who put them in their place like yeah <laughs> I really hope that like he has a woman who is like uh-uh-uh like we are yeah. not doing this anymore we definitely do get someone <sighs> like that <laughs> oh my god I'm so excited it's and gonna then, take a special yeah a special character to, yeah, to yeah, chisel into sure. that yeah Absolutely. and then they're making perfect addiction into a movie right now right they are yeah they holy just- shit yeah they finished filming I think how are you serious Ben what was that experience like for you yeah it was it was it was really crazy yeah I mean I've never been on a movie set before so Mm -hmm. it was really interesting um to meet all the to meet all the actors and actresses who were playing Kiana Madeira is playing Sienna Uh and Ron playing Caden uh who else Matthew Noska is playing Jags yeah they all they're, they're all great they're uh, the they cast really is up as well for in... the roles yeah oh yeah I bet like did they have to do yeah. a bunch of training they definitely did oh, yeah. that is so cool <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so neat where, where did it film here in LA it it didn't it filmed in Europe uh it was in like I think they it, they did it like I think in March or April around that time so yeah <laughs> oh my god how neat yeah. how yeah. crazy it does it fe- it feels probably like unreal it's right pre- it's pretty crazy yeah um and I just 
I mean, I, I, I really think like all of them really did embody their roles. Pretty yeah. Well. I think especially Kiana, she really worked hard to get into to that role. I mean, she definitely had to get those muscles. And yeah, I she's think, amazing. You know, she's so amazing. She's so badass. And um, Ross as well. He's great. Like they're each kind of like their characters as well. Absolutely. Ross is a bit, like quite reserved. Like on set, he's kind of like just like buried in a book and he's like kind of focused and quiet and stuff and it's like ooh, like that's a very creative yeah. thing to do uh, know, it's Jack, Matthew he's amazing I think he he's kind of the opposite of of Jax he's such a lovable guy but he's tall and he's like incredibly buff he I think yeah. he, he already was a trainer before um you know um getting the role oh, of Jax cool. so it was perfect and he just has that asshole vibe like when he he really like, does He's in that scene. It's just like, you need to get that right. And he does like that lovable asshole. I did hear that the chemistry like between Jax and Sienna in the movie set. I mean, like you, you'll be like, oh my God, who do I root for? Like kind of thing. <laughs> Congratulations. That is like so 100%. immensely impressive and incredible. I'm, yeah. I'm an actor and I, I mean, I've grown up in LA. I've grown up in the industry. My family is in the industry and like, it is so hard to get anything made. It's so hard to get yeah. anything made. Yeah. Much less like to s- have your own book be made into a movie at this age. Like, and I worked in publishing. I worked um, as an office assistant uh, for a book scouting agency. So like I was reading manuscripts to see what would be turned into movies. And like, yeah. so often you find out that something's optioned and you're like, oh, that's amazing. And then nothing ever comes. It's never made. Yeah. You're in post-production for your movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's crazy. crazy. I mean, like, I totally get what you mean. Like I, I going into it, like I, I, I knew like when it was optional, I was like, oh, there's probably like a 50% chance yeah. or less, maybe even less that this, this gets, you know, greenlit and stuff. Yeah. So I, I was like trying to have very realistic expectations yeah. about it. I was like, don't get too, you know, excited about it until, you know, more names are being attached to the project. And you Absolutely. Know, when the news came out, like, you know, not only Castile, um, you know, the director got attached to it, but also like the main leads. I was like, oh my God, this is happening. <laughs> it's you like, wait, me, yeah. my book? I know. It's crazy. But I think that's the best way to go into it, especially like in publishing or in the film and TV industry is like to have zero expectations because you yeah. just like there, are, we were talking to someone so about yeah. this at the store yesterday. Like, things change so quickly yeah. and there's so many factors. So it's honestly kind of freeing because you're like, well, I literally have no control over this. Yeah. <laughs> but then when it does work, like it's amazing. And I mean, I think that this is a romantic movie. Like, I don't know. I feel like we've been, I've been struggling to find like good romantic movies lately. Mm-hmm. Oh, Piper, and- I was going to say, we are getting popcorn and we are sitting down oh, the day that it comes out and we are going to watch it. Oh, Oh, are you writing more? I mean, the sequel, the prequel actually ah! is coming out, Perfect Ruin. It's about Jackson Sienna's story. So we got, we love a good toxic relationship. So yeah. definitely retelling the three oh. years they were just kind of at each other's throats. <laughs> this is That's really interesting that you're going to write a doomed love story, essentially. Yeah. But again, like, yeah, that yeah. they end up being okay with each other, even though they're not together romantically. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to show like the really ugly stuff as well, you know, Mm -hmm. before we get to the good stuff in the sequel, you know? And then does Beth get a love story? 
She doesn't okay. at the moment, but who knows? Maybe like who that knows? might be up and open. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my gosh, it. this is so exciting, <laughs> Claudia! Congratulations. Thank this you so much. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> absolutely incredible. I think is that is that all we had pipes? Yeah, that's everything. Thank you so so much. Thank you. Thank you Thank for staying you up so late much. to talk yes, to us. Yes, please go to sleep. It's yes. Not, it's no bother. Don't worry about it. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, girls. Lace and Debauchery is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media/podcasts.